This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is December the 6th, 2020. Strong hand, only the beginning, long-term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Be a unique beast. I'm offended by selling. Compete. Don't complain. This game is not rigged. Five-digit realm. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. We're going to talk about that tonight. Hello, my elite friends. Do you have questions? I have answers. Type in Bitcoin Meister. Do a super chat. Uh, Check out last night's show, the Bitcoin Noise Show. I announced a new crypto dividend. I'm not going to talk about it on this show. You're going to have to watch yesterday's show to find out how to get the new crypto dividend, the new Bitcoin crypto dividend that is out there. Now, let's talk about, uh, let's go beyond Bitcoin. This show, we talk about issues other than cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, but you can ask about that if you want to. In the universities in the United States of America, these kids... I mean, they're paying a lot of money for this education, and it's like going to University of freaking East Germany, okay? I mean, do they have the Stasi checking up on them, spying on them all the time? You know, oh, you're sick. You got to lock yourself up, or you were around this person. No partying, no drinking, no fun. Don't be near each other. Don't don't meet girls. Don't. I mean, you guys are C-U-C-K, seriously, if you're paying for this. So I hope you rebel, either you peacefully rebel by stopping going to college and stop paying or just have protest. I mean, college kids used to have protest all the time against the government, against politics. How about stand up for your freaking selves, for God's sakes? Don't be C-U-C-Ks. This is not the real college experience you're getting, okay? I mean, what I had when I was in college – I mean, this is not even close to the fun, um, the freedom. College is about freedom, man. New experiences. Yeah, you're getting like an East Germany type of experience. Lockdown. That's that's no fun. You you only get uh, you only get to be college aged once. Okay, only once. Make the most of it. You are paying for a very very limited and uh, depleted college experience. So don't be. Compliant. Be defiant. Stand up in some way. Now, this is part of the battle of 2020, okay? It can be summed up as the pioneering spirit that invigorates those of us that really are hardcore 20 percenters. We laugh at fear, okay? We are always trying new things, trying to to break new records, exploring, okay? We're pioneers. Yeah, sure, There's there are obstacles. When, when we have obstacles, we jump over those obstacles. We figure out a way to defeat those obstacles, okay? And we are come out stronger and better and more productive than ever. The, the, the pioneering spirit built the United States of America, okay? What happened to the pioneering spirit in California, okay? Because... The battle is the pioneering spirit versus government dependency that apparently there's a problem and 80% of the people seem like they want the government to solve the problem. And a lot of those people are willing to accept 
anything the government tells them to do. If the government takes away all their freedom, they'll be like, oh, yeah, it's worth it. The government knows best. They know how to solve the problem. What happened to the pioneering spirit? There's something in, in the Bitcoin overlay. I'd say we this is one of the best places to experience the pioneering experience. OK, creating, competing, not complaining. But uh, yeah, that that really sums up the battle that's out there. And I don't, I, I don't like to use war imagery very much, but that's the best I can do tonight because I'm tired <laughs> and I really want to go to sleep. And I hardly feel like even doing this show anymore. Um, but I, <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely uh, be a pioneer, dudes. Keep it, keep uh, innovating, and just don't be scared. Pioneers were not scared. Okay, you ever played the Oregon Trail? Oregon Trail, however you, however you pronounce that, they weren't scared. They went at the grueling pace. And pioneers just grueling pace. Most people in this world, they want the government to hold their hand, to wipe their tuchless. There's no grueling place, okay? It's people can't think for themselves anymore. Dude, read some books about the 18, uh, 1850s, okay? Go on that Oregon Trail. Now, I, I do want to say, and I said this on last night's show, but here in Phoenix, I've been here since Wednesday, and they have – looks like they have rush hour traffic. People are not scared. People are walking around. I went to synagogue. It was packed. Um, there were women and children there that were not scared. I mean, we, we have all over the country men that are petrified. I mean, I was seeing Orthodox Jewish women and children uh, not being scared. It was great. Um, and so, so far, all the places I've been, it seems like Arizona is the most free. And while California is like apparently getting ready to be totally locked down and you see why people from California, logical people from California want to move to Arizona. I'm seeing it firsthand right here. OK, so great job, people here in Arizona, in Phoenix. I am enjoying myself. I enjoyed doing my sprints today on your flat freaking ground, your flat road. It was beautiful. Then I was so invigorated by the 70-degree weather. I ran seven over seven miles after I did my uh, my uh, 15 sprints. Interval training, learn it. I talk about it on past shows. Uh, now, I don't like pedestaling anyone, but apparently people uh, – the, the people, the government agencies that are trying to sell the vaccine – they know that people pedestal former presidents, known liars, Obama, Bush, Clinton. And they, it's been said that they're going to take the, uh, the vaccine on national television. And for me, I don't care. What I do care is that this, this production shows that most Americans blindly follow the leader, okay, and blindly think that just because someone's been president of the United States, they are all knowing and you shouldn't think you shouldn't make up your own mind about an untested vaccine. If it looks like Obama and Bush and Clinton, one of your guys uh, takes a takes a shot, then, then you should take the shot also. That, that's what this demonstration is going to uh, prove. Think for yourselves, people. If, if you're uh, if you're healthy and uh, young, why why would you even want to take the vaccine? I don't even get it. 
Now there might be uh, some international travel. There are going to be some CUCK countries that aren't going to let you in unless you take it. Is that really worth it? Is it worth it for me to take an untested vaccine so I can visit like Australia 10 more times in, in you know, in the next 10 years or, or whatever? No, it's not. No, my long-term thinking, long-term thinking. Uh, there's no reason for me to, you know, I'm not sick. For me to take an untested vaccine that could make me sick um, just so I can go to New Zealand one more time? No, I've been to New Zealand. I've been to Australia. I've been to a lot of awesome places. And if I'm st stuck, quote unquote, in the United States, I can find a lot of awesome places here. Some free, awesome places here. Now, there's some places that aren't too free. California, I have no intention of going to California anytime soon until the ridiculous uh, orders. They're not laws. They're orders uh, from the fascist uh, dictators in, you know, be it Garcetti or uh, Newsom, the hypocrites that don't even follow their own rules. Now, I'm not, uh, I'm not dealing with that until those orders are, uh, have disappeared. Now, best guest in the space, guys, here. Check out Friday's show, This Week in Bitcoin. Benny and Dragon and Brandon were on. It was a good time. Pound that like button like this shirt says to do. And uh, Romy Q says, listening comprehension. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Truth Teller 2020, I think you're making a joke there. I, I hope you're making a joke based on uh, what you watched on yesterday's show. Um. Okay, now, uh, where, where are we here? Oh, yeah. Sanjay Gupta of CNN, that, that big uh, virus uh, panic uh, prisoner there. Well, he does it for the ratings. I mean, he and CNN, they know how to scare people. Well, they had a headline that says, how long can the USA hang on? And Sanjay Gupta was going to explain how long can the U What does that even mean? It, it, you're just trying to scare people. Like the, like the United States is about to die? You come to Arizona, man. This is the center of the freaking United States right now, from what I can tell. When I was running, I could see over at the planes taking off quite often from the airport. The airport was quite crowded when I landed. Um, so you know, Arizona just isn't hanging on. Even California, where they have a ridiculous fascist uh, government, uh, well, fascist rules, and what I mean by this economic fascism, the, the government decides who should be open, who, who, what's best for the, what's best for the nation. We decide arbitrarily, you know, th this industry should be shut down, but this one shouldn't because they're our friends and it's fascist. And uh, we pick and choose to, to, they don't, they don't control the means of production. They don't, they, they, they're not actually making, they're not actually producing it producing but they're shutting down certain producers and they're uh letting other producers be open it's, it's just it's fascism straight up economic fascism um and i forgot what i was even uh saying there <laughs> no but even there they're at least they're not dying in california i mean uh, the state the cut the, the state of california is not there are people producing still from their houses Okay, locked down from the freaking houses. They're still producing. Sanjay Gupta's headline there at CNN makes it like, like the country is dead. No, no, it's not dead. There are a bunch of there are sick people that are dying. Of course, sick people die all the time. People didn't take care of themselves. Of course, they're susceptible to all sorts of diseases. 
I mean, personal responsibility is a new counterculture. And when I was in the airport, when I was, where was, when I was in BWI, when I was flying out of Baltimore, they, it, it was pathetic. I, uh, for the, the flight, the Southwest flight to Long Island, in, which is in New York, they were making a separate announcement, a different announcement. You have to fill out special paperwork, special forms that talk about your, uh, your history. You know, if you were near anybody that was sick, I didn't see the form. It's such so ridiculous. It's all a show. It's virus, uh, virus theater. Of course, I mean, you 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 want to get on that plane, and if you were around, if you think you were around someone that was sick, you're not going to say so. What the heck? What's the point? It's ridiculous. But uh, Cuomo thinks he's protecting people. I mean, what a loser! What a sociopath! Just what a control freak that he's making it a little harder for people to get on a plane to the state that he's a governor over. But I heard it for myself. I was there in BWI and I, and uh, they were they were warning people, fill out your form to get to New York. <laughs> it's so great to be an hour. It's so great to be in a normal state where people are acting like normal human beings uh, all over the place. Of all, it's beautiful. Of all races and ethnicities here, every, all sorts of people acting normal, men acting like men. It's it's great. People working, it, it, they're not scared. They are not. You totally get the vibe here in Arizona, in Phoenix, that that people are just not scared. They are living their lives. That is the way you should be. That is the way you should be. And if you're scared, then lock, go lock yourself up. Okay, don't. This is where the big boys play. Now, don't don't. If you're scared. Don't beg for the government to lock everybody else up so you can feel like you, you did something, so you can feel safe. Take take responsibility. Or actually do your own research and see what this really is. You know, could it even affect you? Are you susceptible? Do you take care? Are you healthy? And it's, it's funny. I, I talked about expiration dates and, and mass delusion. Um, that expiration dates on food, it's a total mass delusion. Everybody uh, believes, so many people believe that, you know, that date, after that date, the food is bad, throw it out. And that we, we live through so many mass delusions. We're living through it, a, a, a tremendous mass delusion right now with, with the virus. There's so many people that think it's, it's the end of the world because everybody else says it's the end of the world and CNN is scaring you. Well, anyway, when I was walking the synagogue on Saturday, five miles each way, I sound like some old timer. I used to walk five miles each way to go to synagogue in the snow. Well, there's no snow here, but I did walk uh, five miles each way to go to synagogue. I There was a package, a, a package of two hard-boiled eggs, airtight sealed, and they were no preservatives, no preservatives. It said, I read, it said no preservatives, two eggs, hard-boiled, and uh, it said it expired on November 26th, and it was just sitting outside. So I put it in my pocket, went to synagogue, walked back home, and for dinner last night, I ate those two hard-boiled eggs. Dude, you people with your expiration dates and your and, and Americans with eggs, they are so scared. You know, that that's the worst to do. You know, I found – basically, I found eggs on the street that said they were in, expired, and I ate them. And I didn't die. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, 
And it's just the, the abundance that we live in. It's just, it's just amazing. You know, people, I'm starving. There are people, there are people going to soup kitchens, this, that, and the other. You know, it's abundance. You can find free food on the freaking, uh, that's a meal right there on the ground. I found a meal on the ground. And that was rats still. I don't know why the person abandoned it. Who knows? Um, and, and, you know, I'm not making fun of soup kitchens and all that stuff. No one is starving in America. You can, you can go. There are plenty of charitable organizations where you can eat. You can go into dumpsters and find plenty of great food. Or you can just, like me, I've told you many times on the show, I found onions on the side of the road, perfectly fine onions, oranges, apples, just at bus stops. People leave, leave things. I don't know. And have I become sick? No. I'm as strong as I ever. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a freaking unique beast. Pound that like button. Now, I, I will say this about the media, but they've done a good job. And one of my principles is I am totally against scapegoating. I, I can't stand people who scapegoat, who try to blame others for their problems, who you know, just take personal responsibility. Now, so I, I'll give the media a lot of credit, though. They love the scapegoat, you know, whether it be the president is, is he's he's the cause of all your problems. You're not the cause of your problems. And, you know, you should be scared because of this. And uh, well, here we go. Normal people out there, and I have spoken to some normal people, and I'm going to give you an email I got from a normal person that shows someone who's fallen for this nonsense. But like CNN was saying how all these people in Utah, that, that the, the cases in Utah were skyrocketing. So someone I knew was scared. Someone I knew was scared because I was coming back from Utah. And so – I'm sure other people from other states were like, oh, someone from Utah is coming. You know, that, that that's worrisome. You know, it's like you have the plague because the media said, you know, cases in Utah are increasing. So if you encounter anybody from in, in uh, New York City, there's a high there's a high. Uh... Hang on. Yeah, my, my connection's been going bad. Sorry about that. But. Uh, pound that like button. Yes. Saturday's show. I just put in the chat. Watch seriously. Watch yesterday's show. I gave you unique beast information, but uh, yeah. So the, the media has also focused on uh, Orthodox Jews in Brooklyn and New York City. They're like, "Oh, it's high case rate." There are a lot of Orthodox Jews that are getting it, and so there have been people that have warned me. They're like, "Well, Adam, you're going to an Orthodox synagogue, you know, in Baltimore or Arizona, which is that's not Brooklyn." They're like, "Be careful. Be careful." <laughs> I mean, so it's, it's unbelievable. Scapegoating, the scapegoat, and people are falling for it. Um, now, so so I'm going to read you an email I got from someone. Yeah, so you, you become untouchable. If you've been around any of these scapegoated people, any of the cases are surging people, then you yourself are becoming untouchable. It, it, it's just, it's, it's amazing how freaked out people are by this thing. Now, uh, this, guy, this person, this is not someone I am familiar with in Arizona who I thought I might see, says, welcome to cowboy country. Now, I had told this guy that this is a man. Believe it or not, this is an email from a man. This is how pathetic uh, men have become, okay? This is a grown man. Wrote me. Now, I t we were maybe going to get together, okay? But look, and I said that I had been at synagogue yesterday. He says, and then I was, and I said to him, I'm impressed 
by how brave the people, you know, quote unquote, brave the people of Arizona are, how normal the people of Arizona are. Well, this guy isn't too normal, apparently. Welcome to cowboy country. Although lately the residents are being more careful about spreading the virus, there are many who really don't think or care about it. Hence, that is why they seem less fearful. <laughs> the infection rate is quite high in Arizona, particularly in Center City, where I am. Uh, please be careful, especially in the crowded shul. It seems that Orthodox Jews, particularly in NYC, are not too careful about social distancing and or or taking precautions. By the way, this person is Jewish who sent me this. So yeah, even Jews are hating on other Jews. I mean, believe believe CNN. You know, they like, oh yeah, yeah, hate your own people. That that's good. That's cool. So this is the world. Grown men scared of of, of other men who've been to shul and trying to say that people are just not acting in normal in Arizona. They're just they're not acting responsibly. Yeah. Okay. Now. <laughs> Personal responsibility. Now, okay, I talked, I talked about cold showers last week, and and I said I, you know, I can't really prove it does anything for you, but the, the one thing I forgot to mention, really, and I've mentioned this before, it wakes you up. If you want to make sure you're freaking awake and ready to do a freaking show at one in the morning or well, it's twelve thirty in the morning now. Now I didn't just take a cold shower. I take my cold shower right before I eat. And and it, and it just I'm I'm as hungry as anything right afterwards. But I mean, it gets your metabolism going. I think. I mean, for me, it feels like it. It increases my metabolism because I'm 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 hungry afterwards. Usually, I'm not. I, uh, everyone knows I fast at least 22 hours every single day, and I'm not like starving by the end of my fast. But man, that when I take that cold shower, it just gets you going, man. I'm like a madman afterwards, baby. I, I'm I'm wolfing down salmon heads. I had two salmon heads here. Delicious, delicious. Wish I could show you them, but I already ate them. The, I ate them the other day, actually. But I ate, ate some more. Today was sprint day, so uh, I had you know my meat, my fish. Oh my! It was it's very very carnivory. The only non-carnivore things I have on sprint day are uh, these two two little oranges and a little bit of onion. Uh, yeah, avocado too. But uh, very low carb on my sprint days. Now, I've explained that before. I, I, I want to say I will not back down from the other side of the story, okay? So many people that tell the other side of the story, they, they're prone to kind of back down and, and be polite. Like, well, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings because people are dying, blah, 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 blah. No, that's not how you do it, Okay. That's not how you do it. This is not about being polite. If you know the truth, you state the truth. You go to battle, okay, against the people who are exaggerating the situation, who are creating fear. You need to be an example. I mean, if you know the truth, be proud of knowing the truth. Be an example. Be, be, be someone that people can find pride in, okay, and confidence in. I know people gain confidence from me doing these shows, okay? Now, they, because of jobs they may have, they can't speak up. But I'm speaking up, and I'm not toning it down either, okay? I'm not making this politically correct when I'm talking about the situation that's out there that we've been going on now for nine months, how ridiculous it is, how men are not men anymore, okay? I could sugarcoat that, couldn't I? 
and just say and, and get rid of the masculine aspects of it. No, 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 no. We're not going to do that. Anymore, okay. Stop acting like women. If you're a grown freaking man, if you're a woman, I can understand maybe. All right. But being a screaming Karen woman, that's not necessary. Go lock yourself up. Because I am not sacrificing for you, you fat, screaming Karen. Pound that like button. I've been living my life. And if California doesn't let me live my life, I go to freaking Arizona, baby. And that's why you cannot be tied down with so many attack vectors. I know some of you have kids. You have cars. You have houses. You have jobs. I don't have any of that stuff, man. And uh, that's the Bitcoin overlay, baby. So that is freedom. And I'm not backing down, baby. So what's the who's the girl in the picture this week, okay? I showed you a, I, I've told you before in Baltimore, I was friends with some Romanian women. And previously I, I showed you the, uh, uh, the main one <laughs> who w- was just a friend of mine. This one in the picture with me was one she introduced me to at Red Maple. And this one I tried, I tried with. Now this one, unlike the other one, this one was an American citizen. She had come with her family um, when she was a little bit younger and she got through the whole citizenship process and she had transitioned from, you know, a, a woman, a, a girl who had grown up in the Eastern European country in Romania with those traditional values. And she was a nice person. She was deep down a nice person. She was, she wanted to be a successful person in business and, and she, she strived to be a successful person in business. Now, when adapting to America, she adopted the, the ways of the American woman. Okay. Um, she learned about, you know, beta males and and juggling men and, uh, you know, trying to pick the best man possible and that, that, you know, she was in control and, you know, getting rid of some of those traditional things, uh, from, from that you would expect because all of you guys out, so many people out there, like you need an Eastern European woman. You need, no, 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 no. She was an Eastern European woman. She was an American, Eastern American, Romanian American. But uh, she became an American. She she got into the feminism and everything like that, and and juggling men. And uh, well, anyway, I took her to open Orioles opening day, and uh, yeah, didn't go as well as I expected. <laughs> as I, I I I after that, that was it. I, uh, I I cut it off. Cut it off after that. Didn't get what I wanted out of the situation, which was good. It was good. I had the maturity to do that. Now, had I been totally red pilled by then. I may have seen some uh, signs before I even took her to the Oriole game. Okay. I might've not even spoken to her for uh, the amount of time that I did. Um, but anyway, there's her picture. She was again, like, like the main one, like the main Romanian, they were both very thin, very, very thin. So they made, they, they ate well. They did not adapt the American uh, eating lifestyle like my Brazilian friends did, but <laughs> they, uh, yeah. So, all you do is they're like, get yourself a good Eastern European woman. Well, when they, they, when they move to America, then most likely they, they toss it out the window. Okay. Um, they want to fit in. They you know, fitting in is overrated. They could keep their traditional ways that they wanted to, but they, they, they want to fit in with their other American women and they see how, how great the other American women, the, if you're a beautiful American woman, you can juggle all these men around. And so, Hey, I'm a beautiful Romanian American woman. Better, better take advantage of the situation. Get some beta male CUCKs here. Uh, but you know, deep down, she was a nice person. I'll say that. Okay. So that, that's, that's, uh, that's the girl of the week from Adam's past. I know people like those stories, but yeah, in America, there's a lot of abundance in America and she, she, 
took it upon herself to take full advantage of the abundance in, in terms of the, the men and, and whatnot. At least she didn't take abund- a, a, advantage of the abundance of food here, <laughs> uh, of McDonald's and all, all that. I took her, you know what? I did take her out to a Greek restaurant. I remember that too. So yeah, that was money blown too. Oh, well. Anyway, I took, it was uh, the Greek restaurant when I used to go to restaurants, Samos. I wonder if it's still open. It was the best Greek restaurant in Baltimore. Um, and it was not, it, it was a good, there was a good deal. It was not fancy. There was another one across the street that I took my friend Sarah to the same night that I scored with her. So um, maybe taking, the, maybe taking the girl to the more expensive Greek restaurant pays off better. I don't know. But Samos, the cheaper one was better than the one I took uh, Sarah to, which ended up, I ended up having sex with her that night. But um, anyway, so what's uh we're, we're flashing back way too much here. Let, let's move on and sarah is in in a past video of mine you can see on a past uh this week uh, or whatever this is called the beyond bitcoin show like uh seven weeks back you, if you want to see what she looked like and i i i i discussed my uh, situation with her that i was uh fully successful now uh but this one no i was not successful with it all. and uh, oh here we go here we go oh wait there are questions but i want to i want to tell you about uh Um, I'm not good. So, true teller, um, are you going to explain? Uh, uh, I'm good. No, dude, you have to watch yesterday's show. I, I, I assume you're you're joking. Yeah, I mean, if you want, watch yesterday's show. Watch yesterday's show if you want to know about the crypto dividend. Uh, th- this person is very curious about the crypto dividend, and it's it's explained on yesterday's show. All right, and I think this guy is either being a troll or just making a joke. Well, one of the two. But he's free to do that. We, I, I let anybody say anything they want to in the, uh, in the chats. Okay, just seeing if there was anything else in in the chat. And anyone following directions? Well, True Teller twenty twenty. I do give you if you're a troll. At least you're a troll that can follow directions because you typed in at Bitcoin Meister. Other trolls, they they're too stupid to even understand how to do that. Now, or they're just too impulsive, or a combination of the two. Now, speaking of the opposite of being impulsive and being stupid there is a guy out there peter h diamandis diamandis i guess he's greek right (laughs) uh speaking of and and samos is on eastern avenue i I mean i bet they're all closed now because of this virus eastern avenue in baltimore is greek town not many people even know about greek town in baltimore people know about little italy but they don't know about greek town it's it's near Highland Town, um, which are all neighborhoods off of Eastern Avenue in, in Baltimore. And uh, some people will know Eastern Avenue for Fells Point and Canton, where the young people used to drink, at least. I, I don't know if you can drink still in Baltimore. I'm not, I'm not aware. So Exponential Wisdom, Episode 93, Longevity Mindset. Uh, this is such a positive show. This dude, Peter Diamandis, he is into longevity therapy and he talks about how the fda holds back some of this progress that people out there have come up with therapies on perhaps extending people's lifestyle uh, lifespans but the fda holds back they regulate okay and people should have the option to try any of these rejuvenation drugs okay he talks of uh moonshot moonshot 
long-term mindset goals. I mean, I love these terms. Moonshot. I, I, yeah, that's great. Take, take a risk. Take a moonshot, baby. I love it. Exponential mindset he talks about. So Exponential Wisdom is the name of the show. It, he has a whole series. I have not had time to watch other shows by this guy. Um, I, I, I believe he's an entrepreneur. I mean, he's accomplished a lot in his life. I forgot his whole story. And I think I found out about him from Yaron Brook. Now, I don't think this guy's politics are going to jive with mine totally, but that doesn't matter. I don't care about politics. I care about someone who's in motion and who is productive. And I mean, th this is golden age type of stuff when you're talking about extending a, a life lifestyle and all that stuff. Uh, so we, we had a story from a few weeks back and this is the golden age. And I love, it. I love being alive now, uh, that I, I forgot to mention this when this came out, but the dictator of Michigan Whitmer, who uses a lot of Botox, um, she slammed Scott Atlas, who was a uh, advisor to the president because he said that, uh, people should rise up. They should rise up in Michigan. And I mean, he was talking about rising up peacefully, but I mean, she had a hissy fit because, you know, she can't have any, uh, anyone against her. You know, there, can, there can't be any opposition when you're the dictator, but I, I, I love, I, I love what Scott, I, I like Scott Atlas a lot and he was right. Okay. And people should rise up, but look, if you look in the, and I haven't linked to it below, but I, on Twitter, all these informants in the thread are all these, they're, they're tattletales. They say, report his harassing, misleading, or violence-inducing tweets. But he tweeted out to rise up. So people are saying, tell on him, tell on him. Oh, my God, they're violence-inducing. Um, and some were copying the FBI it, they, on his tweets. I mean, this is unbelievable. Don't like what someone says, then they accuse them of incitement and to tell on them to every authority. I mean, this is what little children do who cannot, who can't debate. They, they, there's something they don't like, and they're like, I gotta tell on, on, on someone. I gotta tell on this person to authority. So yeah, plenty of people were like, yeah, tell them that I'm, I'm reporting to the FBI. I mean, just, what an informant society. Well, what has happened to the pioneering spirit? That's not the the pioneers that were traveling across Kansas and Oklahoma and Nebraska and whatever out of Utah. They, they, they didn't tell on other people. They didn't. They they just went went forward. Okay. They didn't complain. They competed. Now, the school thing is ridiculous. That that people are so scared to send their kids back to schools and these schools are shutting down. And so, I, I'm brainstorming here a little bit. It would be great if some wealthy people of industry said this, said the following to scare some of these parents straight that, hey, if I find out that your kid went to a school that was locked down during a 2020-21 school year, I'm not going to hire your kid ever. <laughs> that might scare some of the, the – I mean there's got to be some, some fight back out of all these ridiculous – um, school rules that are, they're coming out. All, all this fear around sending kids to school. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's so, someone's got to wake these parents up. Like, dude, you're you should send your kids to school. 
you're destroying. I mean, if you want to destroy your kids, destroy your kids. But um, you're destroying your kids. And some, someone's got to wake you up that this it makes no sense that keeping your kids home and buying into and spreading all the madness about the schools and and the virus. All right. <laughs> Hey, so dude, um, watch yesterday again. Truth teller, you. I said on yesterday's show, you you have to visit the the site, the site of the uh, crypto dividend, and that person will keep you updated and tell you how to do what you need to do. Okay, you did not listen to what I said on yesterday's show. Clearly, I can tell you did not. Either you're joking or you're trolling, or you just did not listen. You have to have listening comprehension. What you are asking me was answered yesterday. It was answered yesterday. It's very easy. It's very easy. You, 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 you've learned about it from me, and then you learn about the rest from the person putting on the crypto dividend as he updates the site. Visit his site, okay? And But I gave you dates also. I gave you dates. I miss Trace Mayer. Any idea where he is? You know, Mike uh, Wiseman, you didn't ask the question correctly because you didn't type in Bitcoin Meister, but I saw your question. And a lot of people ask me that question. And uh, he's, I just assume he's working in the background with Caitlin Long. I've said that a couple of times. I have no proof of it, but I know he is a lawyer and I believe he helped her out with some of the legal matters setting up the uh her Avanti bank, and I'm, I'm sure uh, she would uh, like his help. And I'm sure he'd probably be willing to give. You know, where is Trace Mayer? Trace Mayer is freaking rich somewhere. That's where he is. Who cares? It, you know, don't put him on a pedestal and uh, don't hold your breath about him coming back. You don't need him. Bitcoin doesn't need him. He did a lot of great things for Bitcoin, but Bitcoin doesn't, one person does not make or break uh, Bitcoin. All right. And Mike Wiseman, you said first time watching the show. My bad. Well, welcome to the show, Mike. And OK, good. You know, we all make mistakes. In order to ask a question, you type in Bitcoin Meister, or you do a super chat. But welcome. Welcome to the show. All right. And a, a, lots of people are curious about. It's interesting. You say it's the first time watching your show. Um, but you bring up Trace Mayer to me. So, I mean, you know that I know Trace Mayer somehow. But you say it's the first time watching the show. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, Trace Mayer has been on the show quite a few times. And I, I know him personally. Now, uh, I've, I've hung out with him a couple times. Now, we talked about rising up peacefully. I'll, I'll do this next time. I, I still, there is still no proof that this thing is in the air, by the way, uh, in, in a major way. I mean, if you cough in someone's face, yeah. But this whole six foot foot nonsense thing, I've seen no, nothing, nothing has proved to me that it's in the air. That, I mean, I, I believe it's, it's on surfaces. I mean, it's, I, I think it's fecal oral. I think it's a tremendous uh, fecal. The, you know, they've seen it. Uh, they found it on surfaces more so in, in, in restrooms than in other rooms. It, wash your hands, dudes. Uh, the masks do nothing. And these long haulers, 
I mean, they're some of the same people who are just hypochondriacs for attention all the time, all the time. I mean, so much of the drama out there is people wanting attention and they want people to feel bad for them. And they want to climb the victim totem pole of fame. That's what it's, that's what it's about these days. You know, you get attention for being a victim. What a world. Where's the pioneering spirit when you need it? Well, here, it's here in Bitcoin with the 20 percenters, baby. Pan that like button. Live it in the in the Bitcoin overlay. So he, at, at Carl, Den, Carl Denninger's site, market-ticker.org, on yesterday's show, I linked to his white paper, which is a great um, explanation of the virus for logical people. But on, in his forum, he had, he had a, this comment someone left. Um, and the, the person was wondering, why is, the, why is the government doing all these ridiculous things? And the, the person says, it's an accident. Seriously. When they did the first lockdown, it was out of fear. They discovered their error, but it was too late. The fear had already been shown and they had to justify their reaction to the public. How? Make it sound a little worse than it actually was. Then the amount of pain they'd inflicted on the public was so much that they felt that they had to justify it. The only way to justify it was make it sound worse than it actually was. Then they had to act like it was true. So mass for all. It's all horrible. Look at all the people dying. But it's really not that bad except in nursing homes. So let's double down on the mask and try to justify all the other BS. Okay. Anyway, you all are living through it. You know most of this BS is people trying to justify past actions so they don't look like idiots. Since the public is so bloody gullible, it's working out pretty good so far. So yeah, they're digging themselves a deeper and deeper hole. You know, they, they made a mistake. They thought it was serious at first. They, they acted in a, a very harsh manner, shut down businesses, and they had to double down and say, well, they, they couldn't admit they were, no one can admit they're wrong. No one can admit they're wrong. And so they just keep on justifying their past actions with harsher and harsher actions. And they, they just they don't want to be blamed for anything, these leaders. There's no responsibilities. As regular people out there, we should say, ignore the leaders. Either leave your state or be defiant by not following these orders. They're not laws. When I, I went to Washington University in St. Louis, I, I've told you guys this a few times, uh, and I was in the business school there, and I get the, uh, the magazine, the Olin magazine, the business school magazine, and the WashU magazine are sent to me because I'm an alum. And uh, they, in the business school now, they have a global mindset requirement. And I like this idea. They're requiring that students uh, spend some time abroad, and it's uh, it's it's scheduled, it's set up through the business school, and I really think that is a great learning experience when you get to experience business in another country or just experience another country. Back when I was in college, I you know there were options to do a semester abroad, and that was the last thing I wanted to do. It's just something I was not interested in at, in at all. 
And as I become became older, I was interested in traveling. And I, I saw just how much you can learn. So I really think to be a well-rounded business person, you know, if you're going to pay so much money to go to, to get a marketing degree, a business degree at a, at a top 20 school, um, you might as well learn as much as you can. Now, I got to say, when I was in, at school at WashU, I wasn't even trying to learn. I was just trying to like get grades and just pass the test. Like it, it's, unfor- I did not take advantage of, of all the resources that I had there. Now on my extra time, I really got into the internet there, which helped develop me some, some, some sort of very important aspects of my life. Um, you know, that in the long term got me interested in Bitcoin, but going back, um, I think it's a good idea to have that type of requirement at a, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure there are other, uh, schools that now require uh, that that global mindset uh, whatever you want to call it whatever you want to call it just getting out of the United States and experiencing a different country and in and, and the business in a different country so good for wash you and uh, enjoy spending fifty thousand dollars a year there they've done lockdowns also which is pathetic for fifty thousand dollars a year <laughs> Now, I, when I went there, it was not $50,000 a year, whatever, whatever it is now. I don't know what it is. I will tell you this. I, uh, I, I had quite a few loans uh, when I got out of WashU, and I paid those things off r- as soon as possible. That was a very good idea to do. Uh, they told us – I'll never forget it. They, they did – again, you know, a lot of schools don't, don't teach you practical finance. They, talk, they told us something that was very practical. At the end of the senior year, they, they gathered us all in one big room in the business school. And they said, you know, we've had people come out of here. And uh, many years after they've graduated from college, they try to buy a minivan for their family. And they find out that they have <laughs> – they can't. They can't get a loan because they haven't been paying off their co- – they forgot about their college loans or their lack of paying their college loans have destroyed their credit. So I remember that garbled story in my head. I mean, right, right when I, it wasn't as garbled at the time. And I, I was like, I'm paying this thing off right away. You know, when I'm a grown up, I don't want to get into a situation where my college loans destroy me. It's amazing how like today, there's so many people that don't have that mindset that they're like, yeah, yeah, my college loan, I, I, I'll, I'll go into great debt, debt, debt. I don't have a way of paying it back. I'll let it destroy me. <laughs> All right. But that was the opposite with me. I was like, sure, this is not, I'm not letting this destroy me. Uh, AOC. Everyone's making fun of her, but she's selling a $57 uh, t-shirt that says uh, tax the rich on it. And they're just saying she's a hypocrite because she's, she's being a capitalist. I don't care about that part. What I care about is that it is acceptable in mainstream society for a sitting congressman to encourage other people to scapegoat the rich, to steal from the rich, to hate the rich, to to encourage class warfare like that. Tax the rich is, is an attack filled statement right there. Okay. That's steal from the rich. Take, you know, I, I, I want 
what they have. So government, find a way to steal from them. So that's the part that I don't like about it. Yeah, whatever. She's a hypocrite. We already know that about her, all right? Um, but it's sad and sick that it's just no one else is saying like, well, how about the message she's preaching there? Tax the rich is thievery and it's class envy and it's scapegoating. You know, you know, we're not, we, we know in modern day America, you don't generalize about people of a certain race or you're called a racist. Okay. This is uh this is just as bad. This is just as ha hating on people because of their income. It's just as bad as hating on people because of their race it makes it's no, no difference. It's, it doesn't, it's a, there's no reason to be envious or, or to hate on someone because of that. Oh, oh, well, I forgot to write something down. Oh, yeah, the Baltimore Sun, which I, I read online just to stay in touch with Baltimore a little bit. I, I, there's still like a piece of me that's there that I have to keep up with some current events. And, you know, my family's there. The headline, you can go to, go to the Baltimore Sun website. The main headline every day is the number of cases, of virus cases in Maryland. And, and this is what sells. It scares people. The number keeps on getting bigger. I mean, it's, it's stupidity. It's mindlessness. It's, it's appealing to the lowest common denominator because everyone out there can understand big numbers, scary. And that's what the Baltimore Sun is about. In the days of my father's youth, the Baltimore Sun was a respected newspaper. John F. Kennedy apparently would read the Baltimore Sun in the, in the, in the White House. That was one of the papers he read. At least that's my father heard. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that was just a rumor passed around Baltimore. But it was a better paper. Now, it's, a, it's, a, it's nonsense. It's, it's a bunch of virtue signalers, uh, kids writing. I mean, a lot of papers have deteriorated into that. Scary numbers. Big numbers, scary. Ah, oh, man. Ken Rosenthal used to write for the Baltimore Sun sports section, okay? And you might not like Ken Rosenthal, but he is one of the biggest um, names in baseball in terms of journalism. And he wrote, he started with the Baltimore Sun, okay? So that just, and that wasn't that many, that was in the 90s still. Um, that, 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 that shows you the caliber, how, how far the caliber has gone down the toilet at the, at the Baltimore Sun, where now it's, it's big number this, big number that. Yes, Ken Rosenthal, the short guy you see interviewing people, uh, uh, baseball players, those of you who know baseball, he was a, a writer uh, who helped drive Eddie Murray out of town, apparently. <laughs> so I've been told. Anyway, okay. He hated – and uh, Ken Rosenthal also hated Peter Angelos, really had a battle with Peter Angelos, the owner of the Orioles. Nonetheless, he was not a hack writer. He's a smart guy. And uh, that's not what the Baltimore Sun is with is now. No, 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 far from it. Okay, here is a uh, a quote from an article that I read on the the plane. As compared to honor and dignity cultures of the past, a victimhood culture makes us more prone to outrage and glorify self righteous indignation. Indignation. That's true. Pound that like button. Uh, here is a uh, – there's a survey out there, and it's not a shock uh, that since the lockdown has happened, people are sitting more. There's not as much physical activity. 
That's real healthy, isn't it? For me, nothing has changed. My physical activity is just as much as previously. I'm eating just as healthy as I was beforehand. For, for the normies, though, they're eating horrible and they're sitting more. What's that going to lead to, do you think? What, what's that going to lead? Are, are they going to be more susceptible to disease, to disease or less? Funny how that is, isn't it? All right, I'm not going to talk about Larry Hogan crying. The NASDAQ, the NASDAQ to require one woman and one minority or LGBTQ on company boards. <laughs> I mean, they can do that. They can do that. But I mean, <laughs> it, it just shows you how much corporate culture wants to fit in. And, you know, how fitting in is so overrated that someone, some corporate entity should just say, no, okay, we don't care. We're not going to be on that. We don't care if we're part of the NASDAQ. We're, we're going to do, we're going to have the best board possible. And if there are minorities and women on it, then fine. If not, then fine. Uh, all right. I'll leave that out. The main, uh, Veritas, James O'Keefe and Veritas uh, did expose of CNN and Jeff Zucker, the uh, the president, they've been they've been spying on their their morning conversations like for a few months, and it's pretty revealing, but it's not shocking. CNN is uh, is biased, <laughs> but that no one is talking about this. Like CNN isn't covering the story, uh, so I'll link to that below. So if you haven't heard about it, you can learn about exposed uh, exposed CNN. They really, on social media, they really do a good job of hiding this stuff, of everything that James O'Keefe does. But don't be a slave to the algorithm. Find it yourself. I found it myself, even though mainstream media isn't covering it. I, I don't need an algorithm to tell me how to uh, find real news. Out of uh, Michigan, we need to band together and fight this closure. And Dianamo ownership is urging Michigan restaurants to defy Governor Gretchen Whitmer and the state's virus shutdown order and reopen. I, um, I love it. There were all these people on Twitter that were just shaming, uh, but I was encouraging, of course. And the, here's an article that says, that puts in perspective, uh, St. Louis has had a 239 homicides this year. And, uh, 238 virus deaths this year. All right. <laughs> and all right, we talked about the market ticker. Let me see if there are any other questions. All right, that's it. We just have some, uh, all right. Democrats want government to pay off loans now. Yeah, they do. They do. Not that some people will be very angry because they paid off their loans. Oh well, we'll see what the what the what the what comes about in this next year in terms of bailouts. A lot of money is going to be printed, so you want to be owning Bitcoin. And I assume most of you watching this do that already and are in the Bitcoin overlay. Pound that like button. I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Subscribe to the channel. 
Thanks a lot, guys. Tweet it out, retweet it. Good night. I'll see you tomorrow somewhere. Bye-bye.